we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Henrico CTE Now. I'm Rashawn Garnett, and as always, I have with me Mike Roberts. Hello. And uh, today we are inside on the campus of the A Center at Hermitage. I don't know why I almost wanted to say Holland Springs right there. The A Center at Hermitage. Such an emphasis. Yeah, with, with Hermitage. 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 <laughs> okay, to be sure. A Center at Hermitage. That's pretty good. And today we have uh, Mr. Dejanet. I hope I said that right. That's right. Absolutely. Mr. Dejanet. And Mr. Right. Schultz. Yes. And they are our automotive teachers here at the A Center at Hermitage. Guys, want to say hello to everybody listening? Well, hello, folks. Hey, guys. How you doing? All right. So, um, Mark and DJ, just introduce yourselves and give a brief description of what it is that you guys do here at the A-Center at Hermitage. Mark, take it away. Oh, great. Okay, well, I am Mark Schultz, and I have been here for 14 years. Uh, The county tells me I'm the lead automotive instructor for Henrico County. And uh, DJ and I have worked together really for about 20 years before uh, all of this started. But uh, DJ's been here not quite as long as I have, but we worked together at the city of Richmond before we both came here. And so I did we, not know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So we actually oversee two automotive programs that run at the same time. We both have morning and afternoon students. And uh, the best part of this is where we see them go out to work. And uh, they develop their skills here, and then off they go. All right, DJ. Oh, so I anything up. else to say? <laughs> Mark covered I think Mark a lot. covered it all. But anyway, <laughs> I'm uh, Anthony DeJanet, a.k.a. DJ, and as you probably can hear, we've got some noise in the background here. Students are working; they are getting things done, fixed, and out the door. So that's the noise you hear in the background. But anyway, I've been in this industry 37 years now, as Mark has. We're the same age, mm-hmm. and uh, started doing this as you know, tinkering. That's what most people would call it. But anyway, I was fixing stuff at 13 years old. 13. Fixing that's a things. Long time, you hear? Dude fixing things but anyway so are you I saying he's it, old <laughs> i picked it up not necessarily i picked it up breaking <laughs> things at 13 <laughs> went into the army uh right out of high school in 1980 and picked it up as a profession in the army did like wheel vehicle power generation uh mechanic we were definitely called mechanics back then we have evolved now we're called technicians, technicians. so anyway uh, did that for 12 years Came out, went to work for Greyhound Bus Lines, worked with them for three years, then left there, went to fleet maintenance at the city of Richmond. That's where Mark and I were introduced to each other. Uh, and uh, came here to ASUN at Hermitage on a volunteer basis. There, uh, Mark had already left the city and came here, and uh, the instructor that was before me had uh, moved on. And so Mark said he needed some help, came over, volunteered. Really liked it. Really liked it. And then the concept of giving back to these students after, you know, we've been in the industry for how many years? Uh, years and years and long years. Time. Long time. So you long, guys know what you're talking about. A long time. <laughs> yeah. We've been there a long time. So anyway, but giving back and planting seeds into their lives and getting them ready for the real world 
you know, practical work experience part of it and the uh, technology piece of it here for automotive mechanics and mm-hmm. then getting being able to see them out in the workforce, you know, later on is just uh, very gratifying. Right. And so, so uh, you guys mentioned you guys work together. Mm-hmm. Expand on that a little bit. Like, what did you guys, you know, actually do over there in the, for, was the city of Richmond? Is that C- how y'all first met? City of Richmond. That's where we met. Fleet maintenance. Uh, when I first was uh, hired, I worked on police cars. And that's all that I did is work on police cars. And then uh, an opportunity came available to change that and go into training and quality assurance. So actually, I did all the training for the city for fleet, and I did all the quality assurance. So I would go out to dealerships every day. You know, we were kept in the loop. Uh, I corresponded with uh, Ford and GM almost daily because a lot of times we had to call and get warranty things extended or or, uh, approved. Uh, But that's where DJ and I met. And he, um, well, I'll let him tell you his story. So what about you, DJ? What were you up to dun, over there dun, in Richmond? <laughs> <laughs> I started off at the city of Richmond on night shift working on trash trucks. <laughs> I was the cleanup guy for the trash trucks. We did all the repairs on the uh, trash trucks. <laughs> I know that sounds awful, but you know what? It was a great experience. Then I left uh, the night shift and went to the day shift where was fleet maintenance supervisor for the police line uh, and fire, sheriff, school board, all of that. And that's where Mark and I really started working very closely together because he was quality assurance, dealing with all of our warranty issues, any anything that we thought that the vendors might be trying to get over on us. He was the checks and balance person in that uh, area to make sure that the city's money kept flowing where the city's money was supposed to flow and we weren't getting cheated on the tail end of anything. But that's what I did. When I left there, I was fleet maintenance supervisor. All right. Awesome, man. So, uh, you know, nice little story, guys. Got a little chemistry going beyond actually uh, getting to the A Center. All right. Talked about the past. Let's talk a little bit more about the present here. Uh, You guys recently had some parts and a uh, pretty nice looking uh, Mustang donated by Richmond Ford. What? Talk about that. Man. I'll tell you what, <laughs> it's we, like sitting right over there, like is, right behind Mike. That thing pretty too. Yeah, man. It's, it's glossy. And it's you pretty. Know, the, first, uh, the first warm day, we're going to take that thing out, put the top down. <laughs> oh, it does have a drop top too. I <laughs> forgot does. to mention that. Yeah. No, we, were, we, we have a very good relationship with Richmond Ford. Mr. Ron Cody, the owner. We have uh, Glenn Beachy, who is fixed ops. Chris Haney, who's service manager at Richmond Ford West. And so uh, one day, not that many months ago, the owner called us and said, hey, I've bought a third dealership, and I've really got a lot of parts that we just really don't want. They're old parts. They're things we can't use. I'm going to write them off. Do you guys want them? And, of course, you know, it didn't take much time before we said, yeah, we'll, we'll be glad to take them, sight right. unseen. So we got those. Uh, and before that, before that, around – August, September time frame, they started working on getting us a donation from Richmond. uh, I'm sorry. They started working on getting us a donation from Ford Motor Company. Now, they are our sponsoring dealership, Richmond Ford. And so because we are a NATEF certified program and we had to meet some other things, uh, qualifications, we were able to get this vehicle. And this vehicle actually came from California. Uh, it was a customer buyback, but it it runs, it is beautiful, and it will serve us for many, many, many years. 
Uh, what are some of the benefits of having something like that up to date uh, here in the in the automotive class? Like, what are the benefits of the kids working on something like that? For diagnostic purposes, it is pretty much cream of the crop for us because everything else that we've had in the past has been so old or torn up, doesn't run, can't even jump it with, you know, a battery jumper. But this over here starts on its own power. Can We can put faults in it, as you guys in the layman's room, put some bugs in it, <laughs> so that um, the students can figure out what went wrong, what is wrong, what is the, you know, cause, effect, and the repair. Right. And so that is going to serve a great, great purpose. I don't think this car is going to be the one that they're going to disassemble. We do have other cars here on the uh, campus sitting right outside in the fence that they can disassemble. This won't be one of them. Neither will it ever go on the road again either. Nope. Which is a shame because it's so nice. <laughs> it so is a pretty nice. car, man. But so that's that's uh, the biggest purpose it will serve, other than sitting in here and you know when we have guests and visitors and all that, something pretty to look at. Yep. Right. And you know we just finished talking to uh, Chris Haney over there, the service manager at Richmond Fort West, and he was talking about you know how much technology has actually changed. Mm-hmm. Can you guys talk about, you know, DJ Mark, either one of you guys, talk about how you guys have seen technology mm-hmm. change. Well, I, I can tell you that I'm a product of the Ford Asset Training Program. So I've been a Ford technician since 1994. And just as... I was born in 92, but that's not saying anything. <laughs> oh, my. You're kidding. <laughs> you young thing. <laughs> so back in 94, when I went through the program... The scan tool would only pull two digit codes and it said nothing else. So then you had to go to a service shop manual and find out what did that two digit code mean. Today, there are hundreds and hundreds of codes that we can pull. Our scanners now tell us what the code number is, the name of it, and it'll start to give us some diagnostic information. I can also, we can run uh, Live tests. data. Yeah, we can run all kinds of tests with it. Uh, you know, now our scan tool is wireless. We can go into the classroom, have the car out here running, and we can project up on the board so everybody can see the oh, live awesome. data. Yeah. So yep. things have just, they're so much better than they used to be. But you know what? Somebody in the 50s could say that about the cars <laughs> in the 80s. I guess you're right. Exactly. You know. Yeah, the technology is always moving and changing. Oh, yeah. It is. And, and we, have to, we have to keep up with it. And that, that's huge. That's huge. But that's one of the largest advantages that the students coming through the uh, program here have. They're getting a grip on that technology in our perspective of what we knew then, what is now. And with them, you know, being born with technology in their hands, their cell phones and uh, laptops, everything else that they they do. Right. Um they can build on that and really go out and be the diagnostic drivability, you know, gurus and all because this stuff is only going to get more advanced from right. here. Right. And I think I heard uh, somewhere, uh, I'm not, don't quote me on this guys that I think I'm like the last generation <laughs> that was not born with like, so when social media and stuff were, oh, yeah. was invented like wow. around the 92 era, You've, like I, like we, we didn't have smartphones yeah. and things like that. Somebody fact check that for you me, know, but I think yeah, so. You're, you're right. I, I think I'm the one that told you. That. Yeah, you probably did. You <laughs> probably did, Mike. But you're you always know, bringing up millennial jokes. When That's DJ and I were born, we, we're both born in 62. Uh-huh. That's right. We didn't come up with a cell phone, a computer, right. a laptop, nothing. We were hard-pressed to have a house phone <laughs> with push buttons. That's right. We had the rotary the dial, rotary dial and all that, uh, and the party line. 
I'm just kidding. Right. <laughs> hey, you know what the party line sounded like? Us uh, sitting around the table here. Yeah. Is that what it sounded like? Yeah, because we could hear everybody's conversation yeah. really? that was within range uh, of the neighborhood. Yeah. Wow. You picked up your phone, you got two or three more people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, guys, so, so if you're uh, around my age and you're listening, uh, Google some of that stuff because I know yeah, I am as right. soon as I get off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that um, we were talking about is the partnerships that you're having with yep. the, the local dealers and you've also with the manufacturers. How important is that to y'all when it comes to being able to stay at the cutting, as close to the cutting edge as a school program can? Really, I think we could not be as effective as we are without having that support because not only you know, do we get support from Henrico County through CTE, but the things that even they can't provide us the dealerships the manufacturers can provide, uh, such as technical data. We already talked about the parts. I mean, we've got $25,000 in parts in boxes that we haven't even looked at all of it yet. We could never have gotten that any other way except through a donation. Uh, and the benefit of that really goes to the students because they get to see what things look like when they come from the parts department at the dealership. So there's such a tremendous uh, result of relationships that if you don't have them, you, you need to get them. You okay. really do. You, you can't be as productive without them. DJ? The other, the flip side of it, for the students, is our practical work experience. You know, this is where students go out and they do job shadowing at the local dealerships. Then they go back for internships in the summertime. Then in their senior year, they go out for practical work experience. No, but, I mean, that's what makes it important. This, the, mm-hmm. the practical experience y'all are giving these students, when it comes to them going right into to work many in many cases with the local mm-hmm. dealers right. and repair shops yep. when i mean they're in a crisis right now they're dealing with the their uh, people that they've had aging out and there's not as many students getting replacing them so That's it's important correct. that they partner with the, the local system right. so that they can have that resource bringing in the best coming out mm-hmm. of the schools coming in to be their best eventually that's I mean, correct because don't they they feed right into ford's asset pro not ford's what's it yeah. called it is for yeah, the, the, the asset, asset program, program. And then straight into them going to work at the dealership. You know, when they get into the Ford Asset Program, they actually have a job waiting for them when they graduate. And they're working there throughout those two years of being at the community college Mm -hmm. with the Ford instructor. So, and, and, you know, sadly for us, they're going to start out making what a teacher would make with a four-year degree. Yep. That's I mean, setting them up pretty for good. Great for them. Five years nice. now. It's five. It's gone up to five. Yeah. Five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but remember, it's 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 all about the students. All about the children. So if they make more than me, I, I, my thing is, be better than me. When you finish up, yep. when I retire and I look back at the students, I want to know that, hey, if I made such and such, you're making almost twice as much. You did be better than me. Do better than I did. Yeah. And it's very gratifying when you, like I said before. When you see them in a few years and they have evolved and moved on up out there in the industry that you know that you sitting back in retirement, you can take your car to competent people because... Uh, technicians because you know you trained them <laughs> well true. i think and yeah because i mean you're looking at the situation with um with the situation that rashawn and i have when we're talking to the students to get to sign up for y'all's programs mm-hmm. is being able to get across to them because they just they i guess they're looking at it as and it's it's not a profitable type of you know endeavor that they're not it's something that they wow. don't think they're it's just a lot of misinformation at. out there right yeah, now yeah i mean it's not just the 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 fact that 
people don't want to come to do the work in the first place. A lot of it is because they don't think that it's it's lucrative that they right, can they can't make a take care of their families and Ooh, buy a house and all that stuff. Really? Yeah. And wow. It, this industry is mega lucrative. Oh and yeah. It just depend on what you put into it, what you're willing to give up for it. Um, you know, we're talking shop hours. Students can leave out of here in a 40-hour work week, turn in 100 hours of time, and you've still only been at the... Uh, and that's not 100 work hours. That's basically book, your book time that you're getting paid exactly. for. Exactly. You wow. just, you're just moving. You are rolling. You are pushing the envelope at every corner. You're, you're doing it yeah. big out there. You work so 40, eight get hour, paid 100. I mean, you, you can't turn that down. <laughs> right. An eight-hour work day, you turn out 16 hours worth of um, manufacturer's work. You know, you get that much done in eight hours that it equates to 16. So you just paid yourself double for the day. Right. Mm-hmm. On the topic yeah. of uh, mm-hmm. of the real world, uh, what kind of certifications do the kids leave, uh, leave mm-hmm. this program with? Well, actually, they take their ASE test, and uh, we offer 10 different tests. Honestly, a lot of our students get all 10. You know, and we range anywhere from one to five and up, but uh, I think we have four this year that have already gotten 10, 10 ASEs, which That's is awesome. phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And those are industry certifications. I mean, they they're, they're not just, you know, these are important, pro, you know, tests that mm-hmm. they're taking. Yep. Showing really what the, the competencies they've acquired yes. while in the program. That's absolutely amazing. So, I mean, roughly what percentage of, I guess, the students that come through this class would you say actually move on to, you know, getting a job in the industry? Well, if you can give me a rough estimate, yeah, I know you don't have exact numbers like right in front of you. I would say sixty to seventy percent. Oh, that's awesome! That's a good, mm-hmm. that's high amount. That's, I mean, a, yeah. that's over half, man. Oh, it <laughs> is definitely over over half of them. Yeah, you know, we've got students. Uh, four of them are that are going to UNOH, which is in Ohio. It's post secondary. One of the post secondary schools. They can get an associate's, a bachelor's, and or a master's in automotive technology, whether it be automotive technology or automotive uh, management. Only college in the nation that does that. So, you know, they go many directions, but they're all going to end up back in the automotive world. What about um, students that... I've, I've talked to students that wanted to be engineers. Mm-hmm. And I, somebody was telling me a story just last week, and they said that um, a friend of a friend, their, their child wants to be an engineer. And, he goes, and the father asked the son, said, where do you see yourself in 10 years? Yeah, you, you want to be an engineer. You want to, what, do you want, what do you want to do? I want to design cars for a manufacturer. He goes, what do you know about a car? And the student couldn't tell him. <laughs> you know, his son could not tell him. And he, I don't know anything. He, yeah. And he was going to go and take an engineering class. He's going to sign up to come here mm-hmm. because of that conversation we had with his father. But how many other students don't get that conversation with their parents? Right. That is and, true. You know, and and it would just I wish it would happen more. Right. I wish it would happen more. All right, good, good conversation we're having here, guys. But uh, gotta call into it, guys. What? We're, what? we're right over the time. We we're supposed to be at fifteen uh, minutes. I got ten already questions. Almost at twenty. <laughs> already almost at twenty. Okay, guys. So uh, I want to send a huge thank you out to DJ and Mark, Mark and DJ. However way you want to flip it. No, thanks for coming. <laughs> for, thanks, for, thanks for having for, us today. For yes. uh, for coming out and talking to us about, a little bit about your program. I mean, this is honestly something that we really could talk about um, all day here, guys. Please, thank you guys for listening to us. Uh, 
at home, however you're listening, wherever you're listening, on whatever platform you're listening, on the topic of plan for platforms, Mike, how can they get the podcast? Well, our um, home base is anchor.com. You can go there and subscribe. Um, of course, Anchor um, sends it out to all of your major podcast venues out there, including uh, iTunes, uh, Google, uh, Spotify. Actually, Spotify just bought Anchor. So <laughs> same thing. Spotify, right? <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. So we just dropped by two. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're out there. You can find us. Um, it's where this is our fifth one. Fifth, roughly. Sixth one? Fifth one? We have a, we have, we've, we've done got a, a lot. We've, we've done, done a lot. We've got a, a lot done <laughs> since Christmas. Yeah, we have. When we started. So um, we're definitely seeing uh, a lot of people coming in and listening and comments on uh, Twitter and everything about it. So it's please get out there and listen. Uh, and uh, I think you'll find it enjoyable. Yep. And uh, also, please check out the website, HenricoCTE.com. Social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at HenricoCTE. All right, guys. So uh, thank you guys so much for joining right. us here thank today. Thank you guys for And uh, for Mike, for Mark, for DJ, I'm Rashawn Garnett. So long, everyone. <laughs>